five something right now. back in action so we're ready to make it happen it's the third and three podcast baby we are here ready to roll nfl super bowl this is what we know here we go we're presented by the sports column as always big shout out to frankie fear brought to you by reebok get the cool kicks fleece hoodies winter gear all that good stuff discounted prices courtesy of third and three podcast so go to third and three podcast.com Click on the Reebok link and get yourself hooked up with some goodies. All right. All right. All good. Speaking of goodies, I got mm. my, my my two co-hosts over here. They're, they're goodies. They're gradies for real. No doubt about it. And they held down the fort for me last week. I yeah. much appreciate it. Much appreciate it, guys. So, Nikki, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm, I'm a little annoyed at a certain fan base, but otherwise I'm good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I know you can't be too happy about that, but, you know, that's football and that's life. Imagine how I freaking feel, D. I mean, geez. Well, I know we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it a little bit, but I just – I got totally robbed. That's what happened. And, you know, it's not it's not like other sports where you get a seven-game series and you can make up for it the next game. But, you know, if your starting pitcher has a bad game or your center doesn't do well, whatever it is, damn, I am pissed off because we just did not get a fair shot. Not cool. What are you going to do? I don't know. Anyway, beside that, D, how are you feeling, man? Yeah, Super Bowl coming to your area of town. Yeah, man. It sucked to see that. It sucked to see. A... I'm feeling good. good, man. I'm feeling good. I guess it's dope to uh, have a Super Bowl in your town just so you can see. Uh, being from New Orleans, I've seen it before. Uh, so it's my, it's my first time seeing it out here in Glendale. So I can't wait to see it. How close are you? I'm about 45 minutes away from Glendale. 45 minutes. Yeah, I thought I figured you were within an hour or something like that. All right. So you're going to like try to get out there for some festivities or anything like that? We got a little technical difficulty with D over here. Just a little bit. Yeah, I might might try to get out there and, you know, see what's going on. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I did that, Nikki, um, when they had the Super Bowl in Miami a couple of times. I remember they had the Michael Vick experience. It was just like that, a whole bunch of like cool stuff. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. We'll yeah, I remember it. when they had it uh, at MetLife, and yeah. wasn't that Denver, Seattle? That was Denver, Seattle. That was a horrible Super Bowl. That was horrible, and horrible. everyone was so concerned about the weather. Right. It was actually a nice day, and the next day it was like a blizzard. So yeah, yeah, the football gods were on our side on that one. There's no doubt about it. There's no yeah. doubt. Yeah, I mean, shit, that game just sucked from the get-go because if you remember, it started out with a safety with the ball going over Peyton Manning's head. It was just terrible, and then from there, forget it. I think the end of the score was like 50-3 to or something crazy like that. So bad. Total, total beatdown. Yep, that was Seattle's first. The next year, they go back, and we're going to be talking about this guy, Tom Brady. They play Tom Brady and the Patriots. (laughs) This guy. 
we got to we're gonna have to talk about him. We'll we wait till Damien gets back in here. I know we're having. Some I'm sad. You said. I'm sad. Are, he's are you sad? But of you know, I am. did you expect it to happen though? Yes. You did. Yes. All right, me yes. too. I thought so also. Like I thought it was like this time around. Like especially yeah. when he said it. You know, it didn't, this one felt like he was definitely coming from the heart, from the mind, from everywhere. Like I'm done. Like I I have to go. And he said, you know what? At least he stuck to his word he said like six seven years ago he wanted to play until he was 45 and everybody thought he was crazy and he did it at a very high level yeah i mean i think we've all been there you know we're we're all ex uh you know high school athletes some college athletes but yeah. i think we've all been there in the sense of you know sometimes you just have that job that you're like mind body like it's just not working for you anymore and it's time to move on or or just something in your life isn't working for you anymore so i think we can all relate to that feeling of just being done with whatever it is no doubt about it yeah and it's so hard to say goodbye to being something especially that you've been the best at in mm -hmm. your sport for the past 20 years it's amazing you know his accomplishments look it can't be sold short, Nikki, right? Like, we have to be, like, real. I'm glad we're getting Damien back in right now as we – Damien, we're starting this Tom Brady conversation over here. And, you know, just – I was going to start to get into really his accomplishments. We're not going to spend all night on this, obviously. But we have to really recognize the greatness of what he is. And, you know, I was one guy who said, even while Brady was playing at, at his height, I was like, no, nah, I still think John Elway was the best I've ever seen. Then Aaron Rodgers comes along, and I'm like, whoa, that guy's the best. Then Patrick Mahomes comes along, I'm like – Whoa, that guy's the best I've ever seen. But you know what, Damien? At the end of the day, Tom Brady has been to 10 Super Bowls. He won seven of them, which is more than any other franchise in the league, which means that the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys, they both got six Super Bowls. <laughs> I mean, Brady's got seven. That is freaking insane. So no matter how you slice it, man, you got to say that this guy is absolutely the GOAT. There's no other way to go with it. He is the most accomplished player ever, for okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, for me, I don't automatically say he's the GOAT because when he was at his best, they didn't win, right? Like, there's so much that goes into football. When he was at his absolute peak from, I would say, probably like 07, that undefeated year through like 12, 13, they didn't win during those years. They won when he was young and he was just a, you know, a QB manager, Alex Smith type. And he had an amazing defense. They won those first three. You know, the last three, he definitely was a much better quarterback for those. But it's still so much on the defense. Like, out of his 20-something years as a starter, if you give those same defenses to a Peyton Manning or a Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers or whoever else during that time, it's hard for me not to say that they have the same success or they are able to cut into the team accomplishments that Tom Brady had. So I think people really sleep on how much went into – all of those Super Bowl appearances, all the great defenses he's played with. Like, he played with top 10 defenses for the majority of his career, and he played over 20 years. Like, that's nuts. That's absolutely crazy. You uh, guys so he's definitely oh, I'm sorry, D. I apologize. I didn't mean to talk over you. No, nah, it's, it's fine. Like, as far as, like, just the amount of – I don't want to say luck, but the amount of good circumstance – that happened in Tom Brady's career. Because even some years where he wasn't good, like the Tampa Bay playoff run where they won the Super Bowl, he wasn't even good in that playoff run, right? He didn't, he played very possession against the Saints. Their defense turned into the 85 Bears in that playoff run for some reason. They go on to win the Super Bowl. So I think that 
we have we have a right to say that he's not the GOAT when you actually look at the totality of everything. Now, his longevity, I think that's the best argument for his GOAT status. The fact that he was still good well into his 40s is what separates him from other quarterbacks. All right, here I go. First of all, yo, what's up to uh, to Maestro and Trey over there? I was on Barbershop uh, Sports Talk last night. Did a great show. We had a lot of fun talking football. So oh, thanks they have a, a great show. Yeah, yeah they have a good show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're great talk. Now, I'm going to give you pushback for the first time on Tom Brady because I've always been the one that said, especially the first three years, that was not about Tom Brady. That was all about the defense. I do remember the Super Bowl against Carolina where in the second and the fourth quarter, Tom Brady lit it up. And, and won another MVP. And then they beat the Eagles the next year. Uh, Deion Branch ended up winning the MVP in that game. Brady still had himself a really good game. Anyway, in 2007, that was the year, right, where um, they went undefeated and everything like that. I mean, what more can you ask any quarterback? He threw 50 touchdowns. He had eight interceptions, I believe, are the numbers for that year, where Randy Moss also broke records of uh, uh, Jerry Rice and over 22, yeah, 23 touchdowns that season. Uh, point being is that that year and in 2011, they both got back and he had great years. And again, I've always been the one that said, no, nah, it was all about the defense. It was all about the defense, but it really just wasn't all about the defense. I don't think there's any coincidence that Tom Brady has won a Super Bowl in his 20s, his 30s, and in his 40s, Nikki. I mean, yeah, he's been on really good teams, but the, 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 the common denominator is Tom Brady. And it always has been. You know what? It's so refreshing to not be the one like in the debate and in the argument. And I'm going <laughs> to clip this up and post it so that I, whatever the Tom Brady fans or haters can come at you guys. I, I'm not I'm not getting into this one. No, <laughs> you, you can't take away. I've had enough for this week. <clears throat> Eagles Nation. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> um, you can't take away his accomplishments. No, you can't. But I think we've always kind of had that argument where you know okay who did more with less Peyton Manning Tom Brady the one thing you have to give Brady is aside from one year I mean he really just didn't get hurt and I always sit here and say yes availability is the best ability but it is look at he was able to play for as long as he did because he was playing on some great teams and you can argue that he's had more talent for most of his career than a lot of other quarterbacks have had so um I get both sides of it I really do at the end of the day, I am sad. You guys know he's my number one on my list, and hopefully I'll get to see him at least on TV every Sunday. Yeah, we know he's your number one. D, and you you can come back and me with a rebuttal, um, you know, if you want. And again, I will agree with you where I have seen better quarterbacks and they're a better and have a better skill set. And I'm more wowed by Rodgers and Mahomes and Elway. And maybe there's a couple more that you, you, you may want to run off, and, and that's all well and good. But the constant winning. And the MVPs and it just it, it is unreal to go to 10 Super Bowls in football is unheard of. And to win seven championships and again on two teams, I, I don't know what else you can say, man. No, like I said, those uh, accomplishments are amazing. Right. And you have to take your hat off to him for being able to last this long. And he's definitely one of the greatest of all time. I just don't think it's undisputed that he's the GOAT because of team accomplishments. Right now, if you want to say that he's the GOAT because he was good until he was 43, 44 years old, that's a good argument to me. But as far well, as – Well, D, hold up. He's got the individual accomplishments too. Yeah, he basically owns every passing record there is to God. And, and yeah, some of that is longevity factor. I understand that. But he's got playoff records, um, you know, interception, touchdown ratio. So he does have individual records and a couple of MVPs to go along with it. 
Yeah, no, he definitely has a couple MVPs and some individual. But like you said, a lot of those individual records are because he's played twenty some odd years, right? Like mm-hmm. if that's the thing. So if Peyton Manning was able to not have the neck issues and play as long as he did, I don't know if he has those records. If Drew Brees' arm didn't fall apart, I don't know if he's if Tom Brady has those records. Tom Brady's longevity is like the main point for me, where I'm like, that's amazing. The fact that he was able to play that long is amazing. Now he's not asked to do super athletic things. He just had to keep his arm good. Right. But it's something that even that we saw it, unfortunately, Brock Purdy, that can happen at any second. You could have that type of injury to your arm as well. So the fact that he was able to stay healthy and be able to play this long, like Nikki said, that is amazing to see that he was able to play that long. He only had one season where he missed. And that was, you know, a freak injury where he got hit low. So right. it's something that you have to tip your hand to for that or tip your, your hat to for that. But as far as being the GOAT, I feel like, it's a combination of having that amazing ability to make you say, wow, along with all the things Tom Brady has, you know, the football IQ and all those things. I think we're seeing that now in Mahomes. Yeah. We're well, seeing yeah. the goal in time. Like, like, and I think. D, you're breaking up a little bit again. It's, it's, but the Mahomes thing. Yeah, you, I think we got you back now. Go ahead. Go ahead. On the Mahomes thing, because I want to piggyback off that. Yeah, I was saying that right now, I think we're seeing the GOAT in real time in Patrick Mahomes and what he's able mm-hmm. to do. And we saw his flu game pretty much. This was his flu game playing on a bad ankle, uh, being able to pull this out and have those moments where he's had those Tom Brady like moments where he knows he's just going to pull it out, but he can do it in a more unbelievable way. And he hasn't had the defenses that. Tom Brady half most of his career, and he's still going to his what third Super Bowl and this hosted his fifth AFC Championship game. That's I think what for me separates the guys that you can say is the most talented, along with all the intangibles that Tom Brady has, and Patrick Mahomes can wow you as well. So I think there's a few quarterbacks you can say that about. Peyton Manning didn't wow you from a you know a physical standpoint, but it's still from him you could see his fly IQ just working in real time with all the audibles and the way he would manipulate the defense. Like as a casual, even as a casual fan, you can see like, Oh wow, he did all this and changed this and was able to make the defense, make a mistake. And with Tom Brady, he's very smart, seen everything, but you're never wowed by it. And he has some unbelievable years, some unbelievable seasons. Uh, But I just think that he got, he was, like I said, I don't want to say lucky, but he definitely was the most fortunate player in NBA history or NFL history when it comes to his situations. Yeah, like you said, definitely not lucky. You don't get lucky by winning seven NFL championships and you know, being having no. But another thing, Nikki, I would have to say in Brady's favor is that he only had a true, real number one wide receiver for about two years, and that was Randy Moss. Other than that, he was dealing with slot guys like Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola and Wes Welker. And he never really had any big-time wide receivers. So that goes in his favor as well to be able to have records like this. Yeah, sure. Of course. But, you know, again, it's like, was it a perfect storm, right? Like, did Belichick bring out the best in Brady at the right time? And Brady kind of bring out the best in Belichick? Like, so we've seen them apart now, right? They're not, they're, you know, standing alone. They're still great. But um, there was just something about that, that combination, too. So I think that we can't discredit coaching either. For sure, for sure. We see that in all the all the sports, even you know, with MJ, you know, it's you know, Phil Jackson and even with Shaq and Kobe, you know, you say the same thing. 
yeah, coaches mean a lot. So, you know, we're not going to sit here and debate Brady all day because I'll be the first one to say he's not the best quarterback I've ever seen, but he is the greatest and most accomplished and just really unbelievable the thing that he has done um, second to none. And the Mahomes thing I wanted to say real quick to end this out is that he's the only guy who can be anywhere near on track to catch Brady and all these type of things. Now going into his third Super Bowl has won one, could win his second. But he is 27, and Brady had like three locked up when he was, what, 25, 26? <laughs> so it, it's going to be hard for anybody to match this, and I, I, I don't know. Again, it's just it's unheard of. But anyway, that's also, the, go ahead. For the last thing, that's yeah. one of the reasons that I, like you said, Brady already had three at this point. Like, Patrick Mahomes going to three, I think, is a bigger accomplishment than Tom Brady winning those first three. Because Tom Brady, again, was a QB manager for the most part. Now, he did have some performances where he stepped out and we started to see the Brady that came along. But for those first few years, he was there just to manage. He, like you say, he didn't have the greatest weapons, but the defense is what really mattered, right? Peyton Manning, I don't know if he would trade it, but he had better weapons throughout the course of his career with, you know, Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. But he, very seldom did he have great defenses. Very seldom. I think he might trade one of those weapons for a more consistent defense throughout his career and probably has more championships. I w- I'll, I'll agree with that. I have no problem with that one right there. And, yeah, Brady did benefit from having really good defenses, but they also had to put points up on the board somehow, and they did. And I remember years where they were just embarrassing teams and putting up 45, 50 points on the board, and the opponents would have three, yeah. six, nine. Yeah. It, it would be crazy. They got more. It, it was crazy. Yeah. It definitely was. Yeah, a, but like they were embarrassing people for sure. We can all agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really embarrassing people. You we guys should agree. watch, if you haven't watched, what is it? Man, Man in the Arena, his yeah, docuseries, yeah. 10 episode. It was really good. Whether you whether you love him or hate him or are indifferent, just to hear one of the greatest athletes we have ever seen in all of sports, just to hear his perspective and like where he was mentally at certain times in his life, um, this really interesting. No, that is cool stuff. I like that. Like I saw, I'm not a big fan of the Yankees at all. Obviously, I'm a, I love the Mets, but it's sort of like the Derek Jeter docuseries. Mm-hmm. That was really good. You know, like it's it's cool to hear the ins and outs and then what happened and the locker room and, you know, between players and coaches and this and that. Yeah. I like things like that. So might want to check that one out. I want to check that out. All right, cool. Um, all right. So let's move off the Brady topic right now while we can talk about that all off season. No, what are you kidding? It's all good. Man. This is what we yeah. do. We, talk, we do whatever the hell yeah. we want. Let's talk about your former coach for a minute over here. Sean Payton, who decided to go to Denver. We kept hearing ties for going on over there. Look, I believe that he can not, you know, fix Russ. I don't think that's the problem. I think it was the offense in general. And I believe that Sean Payton is the guy who can make that offense better. Is it going to be an immediate turnaround, Nikki? I'm not saying that, but I think it will happen. Russell Wilson is 34. He's still got probably, you know, a good three, four years. But Sean Payton is going to be there for the long haul and get to pick a quarterback eventually. So I think this is a great move for the Broncos, both short-term and long-term, Nikki. Yeah, I mean, this is a win. I I think that, listen, it can't get any worse for the Broncos and their offense, which is very frustrating because they have such a great young defense that we are all just so thrilled for. And we know they're going to be a force, you know, for years to come. But it was like the offense couldn't do anything. So I think getting Sean Payton there, just kind of going back to our point of where coaching, putting the right coaches in place really makes all the difference. So I think... You know, the Broncos, I would assume, are going to be on the up. It can't get any worse. 
But hey, props to D because he uh, jumped on Rush Hour with me on Monday and literally was like, I think Sean Payton's going to Denver. And then we get off and like, I don't know, 12 hours later, breaking news. So uh, yeah, it was interesting. I got to find that clip. Go. But there you, you go. Know. The prophet wow. is well the mini prophet, baby prophet. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> I well appreciate here. it. It just felt like the best situation, right? When you look at the other coaching jobs that are out there, I didn't see Sean Payton going to Houston, right? No. Uh, no. So you look at Denver already having that great defense that you guys mentioned, Russell Wilson, they have weapons on offense, right? So you would think Sean Payton comes in there with his play calling, his innovation, they'll be able to get together and at least be middle of the pack. And that's all they needed last year. We talked about it. If they were a middle of the pack offense last year, they're a playoff team. Like if yeah. they were just decent on offense, they were a playoff team last year. Yeah. So even if it's not an immediate turnaround and not great, if that defense is still great and they have a average offense, they'll be a really good team next year. And I can't imagine with Russell Wilson, those weapons and Sean Payton calling the plays, that offense being average. And also it was a good deal for the Saints. We didn't have a first round pick. Now we have one. Yeah. Got a second round pick next year and a, another pick after that. So I think it was a good deal on both sides. Absolutely. I think it worked out really well. And, uh, you know, hopefully the best for your team that something comes out of it over there. And as for Denver, uh, we all can agree. Great move right there. And he is the guy, like you said, even if they can make that offense 15th, 16th in the league. And if that defense can do, you know, even 90 percent of what they did last year, they'll be a playoff team. I agree. I agree. Uh, another head coach. And I hate to see him go. Damn. I mean, if you're a defensive coordinator in San Francisco, you're going to get a head coaching job at some point. Maybe it was Vic Fangio, Robert Sala, and now D'Amico Ryans leaving the 49ers. Six-year deal he got, D, to go over there in Houston where he played ball. His family or his wife, I believe, is from Houston or at least the Houston area. So they're going back home and... Uh, yeah, again, like I said, he played for the team for a while, you know, with J.J. Watt, and they had a really good defense there. And D'Amico, look, we'll see how he turns out to be as a head coach. I don't know, but I know that the players love him. So that's a good start. For sure. And we've all heard great things about his relationship with players. We all see the X's and O's on the field. As far as your guys' defense, it was amazing this year. Now you guys do have a lot of talent on defense. So that's going to be the question. When he goes to Houston, does the system translate when there's less talent around, right? Uh, so that's going to be the big thing. But he does have a long-term contract, like you said, six years. So they're right. in it for the long haul. And they don't have a choice. They don't have – if he has a bad year next year, they can't fire him. They can't go back to back to nope. back years of one and done. So he knows that he has um, some security there as far as having a chance to really build a program. So I'm happy that he gets that opportunity. Uh, and I was shocked. I'm not going to lie to you. I was shocked that they hired another black coach. I thought they were just going to, like, chuck it off as, like, we got our two black coaches. We're done here. Uh, but they, were, they hired another black coach, and he's going to have a great opportunity to really build something there. So I'm happy to see that. Well, if they believe they hired the right guy, Nikki. Um, you know, D'Amico Ryan, he had his choice, but what it seemed like maybe about three different places that he could have gone to, and Denver was one of them for a little bit. But, you know, Sean Payton's name gets thrown out there. That's it. But, uh, I, look, the, what he has is basically a clean slate there where he's going to get at least two years to get somewhat of a semblance of a winning team because they're nothing right now. they got no quarterback. Their defense is crap. They have no weapons on offense whatsoever. So they got to build through the draft. They're going to have to make some moves. I don't know how Indy's going to be with the GM over there, but they have a lot of work to do. And that's what sometimes is the problem where a black head coach can get pegged as being a bad head coach because he's in a bad situation. So I hope that at least they give him time. And by that six-year contract, 
doesn't mean that they're gonna go, it's gonna go to fruition the whole way if things don't work out in three years. But at least it shows Nikki that they do want to be invested in him, and they're not going to look to have a one and done. But they have to, you know, it didn't, it actually, I feel like they were getting to a point where it didn't matter, like, who you ended up hiring. Like, I'm happy for the hire, but at some point, you can't just, like, have a new coach every single year. You have to commit to somebody and give this person two, three years, let them build this team a little bit. Like you guys said, you have nothing. So I don't know why your expectation every year is just like, we're going to flip the light switch and you're going to be a winning team. It doesn't work like that. You've been bottom of the barrel for how long? I, I mean, years and years and years and years. So, um, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate situation there because, you know, nobody gets a chance and I, I don't know what you can expect them to do um, in one season. So I'm really hoping they're giving him a couple years you know i'd love to see this team turn it around and you know maybe like that brian dable effect you come in you're like the co players type of coach for these guys and they start turning it around and they actually commit to him and let them build this team let let the coach do their job yeah get a few players get an offensive coordinator let him take care of the defense get some consistency get some continuity building here i mean you just we've yes. seen it with daniel jones with the giants you know every year it was a different head coach different system different head coach different system you know so it's it's tough on a team as well no doubt about it no doubt about it and carolina's experiencing that right now where they played hard for steve wilkes but carolina decided to go in a different direction anyway I still don't get that one. I think that Wilk should have absolutely been there. And I know that you guys agree with me. And so does probably all of America at this point. But Frank Reich is going there. And yes, that is a good hire as far as a head coach. But they ain't even got a quarterback to work with. Are they planning on going in with Sam Donald next year? Or do you think that maybe they try for one of the quarterbacks coming out this year in the draft? I think they would have to try in a draft. Uh, Frank Wright has to be tired of renting quarterbacks at this point. <laughs> so, uh, I would think he would be interested in trying to build something with a young quarterback uh, and see if they can go from that standpoint. But Sam Donald's definitely not the answer. You know, PJ Walker is a good story, but he's not the answer. Hmm. So you definitely want to draft somebody and build from there. Uh, I definitely wanted Wilkes to get a chance because I thought he got messed over in Arizona where they fired him after one year to hire Cliff Kingsbury, who obviously didn't work out. So I feel like he shows something in Carolina where they could have gave him a chance to be the head coach there. Uh, but we'll see what Frank Wright can do and see what he can do with a young quarterback once they you know, decide on who they're drafting. Nikki, do you think that Frank Wright took this job because it's a job in the NFL? <laughs> and, you know, because the Carolina, look, it's not really that appealing, obviously, of a head coaching position, given what they've got right now and, you know, all the chaos that they've caused. So I'm wondering if he just jumped on it because it is a job and he didn't want to wait it out another year or so. Maybe that could be a little bit of it, right? Just kind of like, you know, I'm just itching for it. And then you just take what's offered to you and maybe, you know, to hell with whoever it is or whatever team it is. Uh, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of that. Uh, not really the best situation to walk into, but um, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. What was his deal, by the way? Do you know his, what they gave him? Or I don't I, I don't know. I'm sure I can get the numbers really fast. Yeah, I, didn't see the number. over here. Um, I was under, interested in what Sean Payton's official contract was. I know he wanted $20 million a year. So I wonder if he got that. See contract with Panthers four year deal. I'll oh, give me the money. Come on, yeah, give us the money. Yeah, usually, with coaching contracts, they don't release the money because mm -hmm. it's not they part may of the not. Money. Yeah. 
Uh, four years, though? They may not have but it, it is a four-year deal. Um, yeah, yeah, they have how much money it's not so that rules deal they were looking at who got a really big deal if you guys remember and out of there oh so well, i don't know he four years for frank right so we'll see matt rule yeah he got a huge deal i mean like the nfl because we were talking about um can hack it going to the jets and i'm like you know it's like the nfl yeah. like you can just have a job completely bomb and somewhere in the nfl will you get another shot even if it's not that year it's the year after or you can just bomb and then get released and they don't want you anymore and you're making millions to just cool out like it's yeah. crazy you can't do are you, that are you parlaying into a tv job i was talking about jason garrett he was bad as a head coach yeah. and bad as a coordinator and now he's on tv making millions yeah yeah there you go <laughs> Yeah, this you know that's a great question uh, from I hate the NFL over here. I just want to know why Eric Bieniemy hasn't got a head coaching job. He's the reason the Chiefs won the Super Bowl again with that uh, third and fifteen play call. I mean, I don't know if that's the reason or whatever, but I understand what you're saying there. I mean, Eric Bieniemy, he's gotten interviews and everything. I don't know. Does he interview terribly? Uh, I, I don't know what it is. I have we, no idea. We but. all actually have this question, right? We, we yeah. just don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's. Maybe there's a character flaw. I have no idea why, because he's shown what he can do. Or does he get like a bad rap because it's like, well, Andy Reid's really the one calling the plays, and Andy one, Andy Reid is really the one running the offense. Team. You know, so maybe, I don't, do they think that way? And <laughs> it could be, it could be any number of things. But we know people who have come from Andy Reid's tree. He does. Peterson, you know, know of successful coach successful being under a coach like that uh so you just have to chalk it up to maybe it's a bad interview maybe they don't think he can relate to the players there's so much that goes oh. into coaching and being a good coach uh so we don't know what exactly it is i wish he would have got an opportunity but when i was on nikki shaw i said that we is is one thing that's impossible is trying to tell how someone's going to be a good coach like a lot of people are good coordinators they could call great plays they can draw up great stuff but then when you give them that head coach position you know, they can't even handle the clock. They have to hire somebody to do that, right? Like, you might get yeah, that situation. Right. Uh, so it's, it's a lot that goes into it. So we don't know exactly what it is, and I don't want to speculate on it because we don't know. He may not be qualified. Like, he might get in that room for the interview, and they ask him a certain question about certain things or how he would handle this situation, and he's giving bad answers. We just don't know what it is. Well, right now he is linked to one of the head coaching vacancies, and that would be Indianapolis. He did interview there, Eric Bieniemy. We're talking about right now, among many other uh, coaches like Rich Bisaccia, Brian Callahan, Aaron Glenn is another one, um, Mike Kafka, Raheem Morris. So they're they're going through it over here. But that's another head coaching vacancy. I don't know who's going to be the best fit for that one. Could it be Eric Bieniemy? Could that be a sneaky one in there? I, I don't know. But Arizona is another team who doesn't have a head coach right now, which I think a lot of us are all relieved by because they do need to switch over there because that Kingsbury thing did not go well. Uh, but Lou Anarumo, his name came up, uh, defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, Brian Callahan, um, also from the Bengals, offensive coordinator. Brian Flores, name came up. Aaron Glenn again, Vance Joseph, Mike Kafka. So those two teams got to fill vacancies right there. And I don't see any big-time head coach, Damian, coming in for either one of those teams. So it's going to be a lesser-known type of guy, you know, offensive coordinator or something like that. 
Yeah, and I, I know a high candidate was Ben Johnson, the OC for the Lions, who decided to stay. Uh, so that's going to open that's going to open up opportunity, maybe for Eric Bieniemy, maybe somebody else, you know. Yeah, well, a little more on Eric Bieniemy over here. If this is true, a couple of old Chiefs said that he does cuss a few players out, and he's even gotten into it with Kelsey Mahomes on the sideline. That's very interesting. I don't know. I hate the NFL. Maybe bringing some uh, interesting news over here. I don't know. We'll, we shall see. We'll see. But all right, let's get off the uh, head coaching. Let's do a quick recap of what we saw and what I didn't want to see last week. <sighs> and some fun stuff deep into the podcast, the Pro Bowl, and let you uh, take that one home. So let, let's just get my game out of the way. Once Brock Purdy got hurt, obviously that was it. You and I channel? No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm kidding. I, I didn't. I'm kidding. No, I mean, no, some people wouldn't. Some people would change the channel. And it was funny. I was talking about this with the guys last night, Trey and Maestro, on uh, the barbershop. And they were like, oh, I give you a lot of credit for watching it still, like knowing what's going to happen. <laughs> I knew exactly what was going to happen, but I still had yeah. to watch it. And it was like slow motion of hell. If you guys have ever seen the movie Clockwork Orange, it was like that kind of torture. It was just miserable. But what are you going to do? You know, and that's what sucks. It's like we don't get another chance. It's not baseball. It's not basketball. Seven-game series. It's not hockey. You only get one game, and that's it. And the 49ers, I believe, definitely would have had a chance, even though I did pick Philly to win the game, which is I hate doing, but uh, I was going with what I thought. So would Philly have won anyway? Maybe they would have, but I know that damn sure if Brock Purdy played in that game and he was healthy, we would have got a much better game, D, and we got robbed. Yeah, nah, you hate to see it. I text you like during the game, like, uh, you know, sorry that this is the way you guys have to go out, Jay. Yeah. Uh, like, you, you hate to see that. And like you said, if Brock Purdy's there, I, I picked Philly to win. I thought Philly would have won a close game if he was healthy, but it definitely would have been better for sure. Uh, and the fact that he got hurt and then the backup got hurt. Uh, so I guess my one big takeaway from this is that you should always carry a third quarterback. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's a reason why you have insurance, right? I talked about on Nikki's show. You have mm -hmm. to have – you may not ever get in a car accident. You still got to pay that bill every month or every six months. So you got it set up, right? Set up home insurance or whatever. Uh, so you have to have that insurance, that emergency quarterback, just in case emergencies happen. And if they had an emergency quarterback, it doesn't matter because usually a third-string quarterback isn't good. That's the reason he's third-string. But I, I still think it would have been better to be able to at least throw the ball 10 yards and – Threaten the defense in some type of way. But yeah. once, you know, Brock Purdy was hurt and, you know, Johnson got hurt, they couldn't throw, threaten him at all. They just all sitting at the line of scrimmage the whole time. Exactly. Uh, so that's my, my one big takeaway is always carry a third quarterback. Yeah, carry a third quarterback and make sure that your backup in every game, make sure your backup is prepared to play because you don't know what may happen. Josh Johnson was yeah. not prepared to play in that game at all. I don't blame him. It is not his fault. Just yeah. terrible. And I was, I was talking with Patrick Bernard, and here he is right on the show. Eagles had a slow start, one explosive play in the beginning. That was to Devontae Smith. The 49ers just shot down. But, Patrick, we talked about it. It would have been a different game. And I did admit to you, I said, I like the Eagles 27-23 on your show. But um, it would have been a better game, and we all know it. And, Nikki, we got – again, the feeling that I have is that we got totally robbed of a chance to win and move on to the Super Bowl. And the Eagles just ran over us. And there's no doubt that they're a great team. They were the number one seed. And it's going to make for a very interesting Super Bowl. There's no question about it. But I just feel so cheated, man. Mm, I feel so sickened. Like, I wanted to vomit. So I, <laughs> I'm i right there with you. I mean, I am, you know, I'm not a Niners fan. I was rooting for them for you. But mostly, selfishly, I just did not want the Eagles to go to another Super Bowl. Um, 
I mean, it was painful. It was like, uh, what is that book? The No Good, Very Bad Day series of unfortunate events. It was just one thing after the other. After the other, I thought I was watching the Giants. Just shoot yourself in the foot. Injury. This guy's down. Shoot yourself in the foot. More penalties. More pe And it was just like, oh, my God. I also felt like the game took 35 years, and it was just, like, yes. torturous. It was really torturous. It sucks that that had to be in Philly. Um, because they're like the worst fan base ever. So they were the worst. Oh, and they yeah, literally the, no, I need to rant about them. Literally the worst. Okay. And I just want to let everybody know who called me a stupid bitch or that really? I was making shit up. I'm not making shit up. A Eagles fan literally ate horse poop in 2018 when they won the I Super Bowl. So oh, why don't you type it into Google? Cause Google is your friend and it's the first video <laughs> that comes the fuck up. And that's what I'm referring to. I don't make shit up. <laughs> no, this really happened. This is true. I remember reading about this. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, that. like I said, I think it's happened twice. Because I, I remember when Cleveland won in basketball, I think someone did that as well. I heard. I it was actually one of their radio hosts. It was one of their You should see my hosts. Instagram. It is like she's wow. making it up. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Now, mind you, you know, we're, we come on air, we're on Monday night at eight o'clock. I wasn't saying that Philly was still a mess. I was joking that they destroyed half the city because they're dancing on the bus stops and jumping on the traffic lights and falling down. And, you know, and yeah. everyone's like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You're making stuff up. I'm not. There's video everywhere of you guys like falling through a bus stop and climbing on traffic <laughs> lights. <laughs> what am I making yeah, up? The, the one I saw with the girl smiling in the neck brace. It's <laughs> <That's> hilarious. <laughs> oh man, Philly, Philly. Well, here they go. Their their baseball team just went to the World Series. They ended up losing it, but uh, their their team just went. So um, I don't know. Let's see if the Philly Eagles win it or lose it. They're definitely a really good team. They're probably the best team in the NFC. And that's what I was telling people earlier in the year, D. I'm like, yeah, Philly is going to represent the NFC. And I got a lot of shit for it. Like, but you have no idea what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. I've heard all this team and that team. I'm like, all right, all right. And here they are playing Kansas City, who a lot of people said once Tyreek Hill was gone, that they're not going to be the same team. Well, you know what? They're the same, maybe even better. Spreading the ball around. Patrick Mahomes is doing amazing things. I really hope that his ankle is somewhere near fully healed. By the Super Bowl. I don't want to see him limping around out there. He lost a bunch of wide receivers in that game. Jimmy Smith uh, Schuster went down. I mean, all he had was Marcus Valdez Scanling and Travis Kelsey. That was it. And Sky Moore, their rookie. I mean, everybody else was going down. And it was McCall Harbin. Um, so Patrick Mahomes was great. And their defense was awesome. And I think that's why they won the game. And that's one of my takeaways also from this weekend is that Defense does win championships. Everybody thought that game was going to be 35 to 31 or something like that. 23 to 20, D, you know, and there was a lot of really good defense played in that game by both sides. And a lot of people are complaining about the officiating that was more toward the Chiefs or whatever. And obviously that last play by Osai, what the hell are you doing, man? you got to know, don't push him out of bounds over there. That ends up winning them the game. It was that close. And uh, I had Kansas City winning by that much. I thought they were finally being able to pull it out, and they did. But do you think the better team won that game? That's my question to you. No, I think Cincinnati is the more talented team. Okay. Um, now, Kansas City, can you say that they're better? Uh, the Cincinnati left some opportunities out there. Like, they had opportunities to win that game. They definitely left it out there on the field. And, you know, you could say that Cincinnati definitely is better, but – Kansas City has that guy. They have Jordan. 
that was that's the that's the difference right there sometimes when you have that guy it makes such a big difference like you said wide receivers going down left and right you got travis kelsey with a bad back and you got mvs mm-hmm. and that's who you're making magic with and some of the throws that he made the one the touchdown throw where they went up 20 to 13 only he could make that throw right him oh. and maybe primary rogers can make that throw on the run in between a diving defender's hands for a touchdown right uh he He's amazing. Then you needed one run. You needed him to scamper, get five yards, and then get lucky to get pushed out of bounds. He got that into the game. Uh, so you have to give all the credit in the world to Mahomes being able to pull that game out. But Cincinnati definitely left some points on the board in that one and had some opportunities. A uh, couple of the first interception that Burrow threw was a bad pass. And maybe that drive goes on to get them points if that doesn't happen. Uh, they also had a chance at the end of halftime to get a touchdown. But they kind of mismanaged the clock there at the end because. They thought they had a first down, but they didn't. So they called a timeout. They had to call another timeout back to back right. and didn't really get a chance going to the end zone there. So if they get a touchdown there, it maybe it changed the whole thing because I thought that was going to change the game, right? Where Kansas City had a chance. They caught the interception and it was like two minutes and 30 seconds left and they were up 13 to three. And I thought they had a chance to really put their foot on Cincinnati's neck and they went three and out real quick. And I thought that was going to be the change. I thought that was going to be the moment where, oh, they messed up. They let Cincinnati get back into this game. And it almost cost them, but again, they were able to pull it out. And of course, the linebacker still has to be kicking himself about that stupid play of once you see a quarterback turn his back out of bounds, like he's turned towards the sideline, yeah, and he's going that way, just let him go. Just let him go. If he's not turning, if he doesn't have a chance to turn, just, just let him go out of bounds. We see that stupid shit all the time. I don't understand it. It's yeah. like you're going to get a penalty. You see it every week. It happens in a game, at least. It's it's it baffles my freaking mind. It really does. But this does make for an awesome Super Bowl. And historically, um, we got a few things over here. First time that two brothers are playing against each other, and that would be Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey. First time two black quarterbacks are starting, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. That's amazing. Uh, and you have Andy Reid going against his former team. So this is, you know, storylines mixed in all over the place. So- what do you do as a parent? If each one of your kids oh, is playing on, yeah. I mean, that'd be tough. Yeah. Yeah. No, because yeah. you know what? I don't have kids, but I think every parent secretly has a favorite. And I know oh, I'm sure watching, and I, yeah, no, I all know. of them have a favorite. There is no doubt about it. They all yeah. have a favorite. So they all have a favorite. But I just imagine, like, oh, if your kids are, you know, each son is playing on the team, what do you do? How do you just like sit back and relax and enjoy it? I'll tell you what, maybe in this case, you root for Jason Kelsey because Travis already has one. By the way, Jason has one too. What am I saying? They both yeah, have yeah, they both. Oh, yeah, okay. he was, he's been on that team for a minute, right? Yeah, so, that's yeah, right. That's right. So it's even harder. Ninety-three. That's right. Holy shit. It's yeah. Right. Yeah. That. All right. That's interesting. But at least one of them is going to come out a winner. But that—that's really cool. That's really cool. The—I mean, because the only other time we saw anything like that was when the two head coaches, Jim and John Harbaugh, played against uh, or coached against each other with the 49ers and Ravens back uh, 2013. The great uh, See, power outing. Yeah. yeah. Seeing Jim Harbor, I imagine the favorite is John. Yeah. Just seeing how intense Jim is. Yeah, I would think so. John is the favorite child. And now I would, yeah, I would probably yeah. agree. I like that. I agree. Oh, man. That's funny shit. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we got Nikki, you're not going to be on the show next week? No, I'm in Aruba. Mmm, Aruba. Very, very. So we gotta get a prediction. We gotta get a prediction before yeah. the show is over. We have to get oh, a simple God. David, no. you want to dig in and grab one, grab the prediction now? No, God, no. 
Well, here, well, let me see what Patrick says over here. Eagles front four is nasty. However, they haven't faced a quarterback like Mahomes yet. The Eagles will use the same formula to use to shut down the run game uh, and have Patrick Mahomes throw the rock and make him one-dimensional. I don't know if that's possible. I hear the strategy. And the, the thing is, the Eagles' pass rush is phenomenal, and that's what beat up the 49ers uh, big time also. And also the fact you can't go ahead and block a tight end against Hassan Reddick and allow Brock Purdy to get hurt yeah. that way. That's why he got hurt. He just put a freaking tight end over there. So yeah. I think Phil, I think Kansas City is smarter than that. Their offensive line is really good. Um, they have a top-notch offensive line and a top-notch yeah. quarterback who knows how to get rid of the ball. So that'll be an interesting dynamic, uh, Deep, because we always talk about the line of scrimmage, and boom, that's it right there. They both got it on both sides of the line because then you think about Chris Jones on the other side. He may be the best defensive lineman out of all of them. And we're talking about the Eagles having four guys over 10 sacks this year. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is uh, one of the few games where you're actually looking forward to the battle in the trenches, right? Because Casey's offensive line may be the best one in the league this year going against a Eagles defensive line. So you really don't know. Now, if there is a blueprint, you look at what Tampa Bay did to Kansas City a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl. But the offensive line was really beat up at that time. Yeah, exactly. Now you wonder what the yeah, with the Eagles defensive line, they're able to still create that same pressure, even with this healthy offensive line, because they're so good. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. And Mahomes, may, he's definitely going to be better, but he's still not going to be, you know, apex moving around, running around Mahomes. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that's going to have an impact where, you know, but we saw it against the Bengals. He's able to just make one step to the left or one step to the right and do so much with just that little bit of movement because he is, you know, Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm really excited for that battle to see if defense line can have an impact. If that secondary, that secondary against those wide receivers is going to have the advantage against most of those wide receivers. Yeah. The question is, what do they do against Travis Kelsey, right? Do they double him and just try to go one-on-one across the board everywhere else? So I can see the Eagles defense really making the, the Kansas City Chiefs think a lot about how to get the ball down the field. Yeah, no doubt. And then Nikki, offensively on the other side, you got Jalen Hurts, who is definitely going to be running the ball. And Kansas City has had – they've had experience against especially a guy like Lamar Jackson. So maybe yeah. they go into this game feeling like, all right, you know, maybe this is something that we can handle. We can understand his part of the run game. But that's what makes the Eagles' offense so dynamic, especially on the ground with the RPOs and everything like that. That's going to be different for a Kansas City defense. You know, again – they have seen Lamar Jackson. There's no doubt about it. Jalen Hurts, they do it a little bit differently. But again, when even Lamar, they had no success in stopping him. So this could be maybe the X factor in the game. Yeah, I, I you know, he's not an easy guy to defend um, and contain. So I, you know, you know what, D, you know what you should do. Are you guys going to do what we did last week, where we um, had to oh, figure out uh, which category. position was was better? So D and I did it uh, last week when you weren't on Jay, and we took each game, and we had to figure out. We you know we went through quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, defense, and we really had to talk it out and figure out who had the edge, and we were keeping score. <laughs> We well initially we said that San Fran and Philly was like dead even like yeah, talent wise. It was a push. Yeah, it, was, it was a push um, on our chart. Yeah. All right. You guys should do this. Now you actually won the, the other one. <laughs> yeah, and the other one. Was... Well, we also did that. We did that a few weeks ago, and then um, then Nikki's like, "Hurry up! You're just doing San Francisco 49ers stuff. Like, let's stop." No, you <laughs> didn't break it down the way that we were doing it. No, I'm sure it was different. No, I'm sure. Yeah. It was different. No, I'm sure it was different. <laughs> No, but you guys should do that because 
this is going to be a very interesting matchup. And I am not thrilled to talk about the Eagles, so I was very strategic in taking my vacation. However, I am doing the TSS big Super Bowl show on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday at 9 o'clock. And unfortunately, I have the NFC segment, and I will be surrounded by Eagles fans. So tune in for that, everybody. (laughs) Watch Nikki go crazy. Yes. Really pushing out. every professional button I have. <laughs> well, D, uh, Nikki, you'll make your prediction sometime before the show is over. And D, we will really break the game down next week. No doubt about it. So we'll get into it then. But um, why don't we get into this idea that you had about the Podcasters Pro Bowl? Why don't you tell us about the idea and then we can uh, talk about it over here. Have some fun. Oh, yeah. What is this? So I had this idea that, like, what if there was a Pro Bowl-like event? For podcasters, right? And of course, we would be there. We would be Pro Bowlers. If Tyler Huntley could make the Pro Bowl, we could make the Pro Bowl, right? Yeah. So we would, <laughs> we would we would be there. And I would love to see the types of games they would have for podcasters to compete with each other, right? And I feel like, for example, if you do a sports podcast like we do, we do this is a football podcast. We would be in the football game, right? Like Jay would be our quarterback, and we would be in the podcasters flag football game. And I think it would be dope to see, like, who's actually athletic, who shouldn't be talking about sports at all because they're that bad at it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I would love to see that. But also we have games because you have some podcasters who are older, so you might want to have, you know, like, board games and stuff like that that they compete at as well. So I would, love to get some, right? yeah. Yeah, I, would, I would love to get some ideas on some games that you think that we would be good at or just period that we should have at one day the podcasters Pro Bowl. I think we should do it. We should do it. We should all meet up. No, we should do. We should take mine because I'm going to do pod madness and I'm going to do a bracket for March and get 64 podcasts on there and have everybody vote. But this should be the 64 that we invite to the very first uh, podcast Pro Bowl. Bowl. I love it. The podcast is Pro Bowl. Old school field day, like relay races with the egg on the spoon and tug of war and I think if we brought we can do this it for idea, charity too, Nikki. If you, listen, this is where you come in. If we brought this in to a, to a marketing company, I think they would jump onto this shit. I think I think they really would. I think they would love it. Like, well, I happen to life. own a marketing company. So <laughs> well, that just isn't that weird? Weird <laughs> <laughs> how that worked out. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, we have Nikki market the podcast as Pro Bowl. Yes. And then we would, and I think that we would be able to get a lot of participation because it's a great way to, of course, network with other podcasters and promote your podcast. We, I'm pretty sure we can get it on some TV channel. And what might not be ESPN, but we probably get it on Spike TV. Yeah, poker <laughs> on ESPN, okay? Like, who's watching yeah. poker and bowling uh, and whatever other bullshit they got on there? Like, you know, yeah. middle of June, fun. like, put on the podcasting, yes. you know, and That's you should, like, Summer, go up against This will be great for the summertime when there's yeah. no football, basketball hasn't started back up yet. Where would we do it? Where, where would the spot be? Where do you think, with location? Uh-huh. I think it'd have to be like one of the cities that people always want to go to, but you don't want to have it. You can't have it here in the summertime. You can't have it in Phoenix, but you have to have it somewhere yeah. else where it's not oh. like scalding hot. Uh, and Miami's too hot during the summertime. I mean, maybe like, uh, well, then it's hot Atlanta in the summertime too. Yeah. So I don't know. Listen, uh, some of us are hair and yeah, come on guys. Come so on. yeah, maybe we could do it in like maybe New York. I don't know if that's too big of a, a place to have it. The first one. It's kind of hot, but yeah. Maybe Vegas. True. Like you can't really avoid the heat, I guess, but you just you want, can't go Vegas overboard in and do something yeah. extreme like Phoenix. Vegas, yeah. Vegas has got that dry heat. 
unless we okay. do it like in uh, like the San Francisco area. That's not that bad. It's always like 50 and raining, right? It's just yeah, like, I know. Yeah. Probably a little bit. You're right. Shit. I mean, oh, we really oh. could. I have like, there are charities we could do this for that would probably be on board with this. So. I think this would be a really good idea. I think every podcaster that isn't invited for the first annual one will be watching it and be signing up immediately to get into the second one. Well, launch. that's the thing. You make it exclusive, right? You make people want to jump on the wait list. Like everybody always DMs me and they're like, how do I get in the real deal fantasy league? And I'm like, uh, listen, like, there's, <laughs> hold on. There's limited spots here. Like, I don't know. Maybe he has to do hold two down. leagues. Like, you know, you make it exclusive. Um, and then, yeah, you want to like create like a wait list for the next year. Yeah. Next yeah, year. Exactly. Could you imagine like dueling podcasts going up? Like who gets the most views and. Oh, man. Know. Right. I mean, yeah, that'll turn friendships into uh, frenemies or whatever you want to call it. That'll, yeah, that'll real be. quick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. D jumped off for a minute. But did you prepare any of these uh, games for podcast Pro Bowl? Did you prepare any? No. Wait, what were we supposed to do? <laughs> I think, all right, so that's what I was trying to do. When you were in on the text and you didn't say anything, you were just blank. I was I so busy today. Oh, I don't want to hear it. No, I really was. I was busy too. I was busy. No, whatever. I was so busy today. Let me read the text. Let, let me go back yeah, and read yeah. it. See, reading re reading text is important. Don't worry, Dave. We got you. We're all good. I'm sorry <laughs> for the internet issues. Don't worry. Hop back on. We're not going to start this podcast Pro Bowl stuff without you, man. Don't worry. Um. Still trying to figure really out sure. how you want it anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, was, I'm reading it, but I'm not really sure. It was hold up. Here's what he said. Let me pull this bad boy up real quick. Where is it? Ideas for Pro Bowl games, like podcasting Pro Bowl ideas. Like if there was an all star weekend for podcasters, what would we do? And then I'm kind of asking him, like, all right, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, well, if there was a Pro Bowl, like, event for podcasters, like, what competitions would you want to see the podcasters do? Oh, yeah. So we kind of talked about that already. Like, yeah. field day type shit. Like, That's right. Do, right. Do, I think like, of war, like, uh, 50 exactly. dash. Those are the kind of things I think of. But then I think of also, like, let them have some beer pong, do some beer pong, and then have them, oh. like, referee, and, no, and then have them try to, like, do a show after. Without screwing up. <laughs> um, so like every Wednesday for us? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Get them all drunk. Exactly. That would be funny. Get all the podcasters drunk. Yes. Pop them on their show and just see what happens. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. I love it. I love it. Beautiful ideas to sprout about all the time. Yes. Hopefully we'll get D back on here soon. I think it would be funny. A game of charades. And we're supposed to be good with our thoughts. Oh, God. I'm so horrible at charades you know i love to see a jousting match with the big thing where you okay. hit back and forth when you stand on that that balance beam you know oh, yeah about? and i'd get knocked right over <laughs> you, got <it laughs> you got a second let's get d back in here yeah beer pong right wouldn't that be good d yeah beer pong will be the perfect podcast of the pro bowl game uh yeah. also like you got to have cornhole as one of the events mm -hmm. uh, you got to have all those type of games but I would love to see like the old QB competitions they had back in the day. I would love to see them have that for the podcasters as well. No Do like you know that you can have the accuracy one where they got hit the targets, see who could throw the farthest. Now NFL players are throwing like 70, 75 yards. I was probably be like 45, 50, but it still be. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's still 10. Be. 
haven't I haven't thrown a football like a far distance in a very long time. So I, I would definitely have to warm up, make sure I don't throw my shoulder out the socket. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody, be, calm down fun. here. Everybody, calm down. It's a, you know, we're all in our thirties, forties. So forties, jeez, I'm gonna be forty-three May. I can't believe it. That's like that's why you gotta stretch. You gotta, you gotta. It's mandatory that you stretch you know, and warm you up beforehand. And like I said, for the older podcasters out there who don't want to be doing the physical activities, we can have some board games for them and stuff like that as well. Because space tournament that would be awesome. Like kill stuff brother. like that. I would like throw them in a maze, <laughs> like throw them in a maze, like drop them like right in. Whoever gets out of the maze first wins. In a maze? Or in a maze. <laughs> also, you can have like a driving competition for the people who play golf. Do like a drive oh. off or like a little mini golf tournament or something like that. Whoever gets closest to the hole, like a hole yeah. in port, whoever gets closest to the hole. Man, there could be a lot of fun stuff. There's a bunch of ideas we can come up with, like no doubt. Even like uh, like pot if like podcasting like teams, like you know, it'd be like us against like another recent podcasting and have like, I don't know, um, a fucking potato sack race or some shit like that. We all going to jump in. Sure. And then also you could do like just debates, right? You could have one where you set up like oh, a yeah. debating tournament, uh, mm. sports debate, drunk. all the sports podcasters would have to get You have to play it. beer pong. You have to play beer pong first, get drunk, and then do the debate. <laughs> drunk sports debates. We would have an advantage there because we have yeah. people who can drink and talk. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Gonna handle our liquor. Yeah. What other games you got in there? Do you got any, any other goodies? Uh, just like the Connect Four stuff like that, where you, you still can be competitive if, you, if you're not active. Uh, but I would definitely be like, for me, like if we had to pick one representative per game, like you would do like the, the football quarterback stuff, of course, Jay. I feel like if they had like a one on one basketball tournament, I would do that. Yeah, and then yeah. like they had a dance off, Nikki. Oh, oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking that. <laughs> I like. We it. just have like who can curse somebody out. <laughs> oh shit! They got, yeah, a rant off. If they have a rant oh. off. You, you'll be our our ranter for sure. <laughs> the ranting representative. Okay. Yeah, you can make people feel so small with the way you come at them. I know you can do it. You can make them feel. Oh, like, I, I, I know. <laughs> Destroy them. Oh, I love it. All right, uh, yeah, so. I will. I will destroy. Yes. Oh, yeah. You you seek and destroy. You are. I will. I will <laughs> seek and destroy. You mess with me, my family, or my friends, or my money, I will seek and destroy. <laughs> Let's talk about a few quarterbacks. Let's see if they'll seek and destroy next year to kind of close out uh, the show tonight, which is a little bit of a quicker one than we're used to, but that's okay, bro. We'll be back next week. Nikki will be here in spirit, and then after that, we'll be talking about the Super Bowl and everything, and then we're going to get crazy as third and three always does. But all right. So seeking a new team, possibly. The first one I had written down was Tom Brady. And it was, will he play for the same team, a different team, or retire? And next to Tom Brady, I wrote retire. And we already know we already went through it. So he's out. But then the next guy on the list is Aaron Rodgers, Nikki's hmm. favorite. Same team, different <laughs> team, or retired. What do you think, Nikki? I don't give a shit. Know, like, I don't <laughs> care we'll where Aaron Rodgers goes. We'll like, Damien Ryan to this. Care. Go ahead, Damien. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go same team. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to see him going somewhere else. Uh, I see. I think he's gonna stay with Green Bay. All the drama, all the interviews on the Pat McAfee show, all that stuff yeah. isn't gonna matter. He's gonna end up going there because he's got 58 million reasons to stay in Green Bay. So I wow. think he's gonna stay in Green Bay at least one more year 
because we still haven't seen like Jordan Love show this promise, right? When Brett Favre was going through this, we knew Aaron Rodgers was showing promise, and they thought like, oh, we got we have like you know something golden sitting right. behind Brett Favre here. We haven't heard that with Jordan Love, or we haven't seen that with Jordan Love either. Love. So I think he'll have one more year at least as starting quarterback for the Packers. Yeah, all right, we'll see. We'll see. I, I I don't know. I think this finally may be it, to be honest with you. I'm going to say different team, and that different team might oh. be the Jets, and it might be because Nathaniel Hackett is there. Is that's one reason that connection is going on. I don't know. I, I just think that maybe the Packers have – had enough and they're ready to move on and this I think is what he does every year this is how he gets us talking about him he's like oh, i don't want to be there no, no, no. No, every fucking year every year well we didn't mention his name until pretty much now except for when we were talking about the greatest of all time but let's move on to the next one Derek carr nick you can answer this one same team different team well not retired oh. but same team different team no different team yeah do you have any you have any idea where you think you like do you think the bucks are a good fit he could go there. And the Jets yeah. could get him. I mean, I don't know. What are they doing with Zach Wilson? Nothing. So No, that's why I think the Jets are going to have a different quarterback. I don't know. What do you think about Derek Carr? Uh, Dean? Oh, different team for sure. That's the reason they signed him in those last two games because they didn't want to have to pay him the injury clause if he got hurt in those last two games. Right. Uh, so I definitely think he'll be on a different team. The Jets are a very good case where they're a quarterback away from being very good. The whole NFC South. Can use a quarterback, so right. any any four of those teams may be trying to talk to him. Uh, so would I think happy, would you be happy if he ended up on the Saints? I wouldn't be mad at it. I think <laughs> that Derek Carr is a top fifteen quarterback, and if we can have that quarterback added with healthy weapons, that's a big thing with us. If the yeah. the, the weapons can stay healthy, then we have a good offense, right? And our defense, the second half of the season was very good. Our offense just didn't add anything to that. So if our defense comes back as plays at the same level it did the second half of the year, along with adding Derek Carr to that offense, we could be a good team. So I wouldn't be mad at that move at all. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Let me give you another one. Lamar Jackson. Nikki, same team yeah. or different team? I'm going to mm. I'm going to say different team. No, because you know what? For a while, I was just going to say same team, but I'm going to go different team. I, I just feel like they're they're not going to get this done. Wow. Okay. I'm kind of surprised over there. Is that me too? I wouldn't have said that, but I don't know. The past two weeks, it just seemed like they're not going to get it done. They're not close. Um, you know, he, again, I will just say like, okay, Cleveland, here you go. Screwing it up for everybody. The Deshaun Watson deals like really what has screwed it up for everyone. Right. And I feel like the Ravens have a lot of pressure. It's like, don't do this. Don't because you're just going to, you know, don't do this Deshaun Watson deal and then some. Right. You're just going to kind of ruin it for everybody even more. So I, I don't I don't know if they get it done. I don't think so. This is very interesting. Uh, right. That, that you said this. Um, I want to get something up real quick. Lamar Jackson. He's how old right now? Twenty six. He turned twenty six yeah. in January. OK, here's what I think. Um, I think he is probably going to be on the same team, but. I don't – here's – D, I, this, is, this is weird. All right, Lamar Jackson is an unbelievable football player. I mean, he's great. And, and, yes, he can definitely throw the ball from the pocket. There's no question about it. But what makes him spectacular is the fact that he can rush for over 1,000 yards every year. That's what puts him head and shoulders above a whole lot of other quarterbacks. Yeah. The Baltimore Ravens could be looking at this right now and saying, I'm not paying 230 Five million dollars, like Nikki was saying, to Lamar Jackson 
when he's not going to be healthy every year, when we're only going to get seven or eight games out of him. They may say, you know what? We have to go in a different direction now and try to trade him on this fifth year, you know, option that he's got going on or whatever it may be. I, I am not totally sold on the fact either. I think it'll probably end up working out because I don't know that he's going to go anywhere else. But if I were the four, if, if let me, I'll put it this way. If there was an option of him coming to the 49ers, I would be hesitant on it because I'm not sure he's going to play a full season. That's my problem. It's not him, his ability. It's not his attributes. He's got it all. But with him running is coming injuries now more often and recently than they have in the past. And he's only going to get older. So that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, he's had more injuries over the past couple of years, but it still isn't where it's like a Jimmy Garoppolo, where it's like you pretty much can count on it every year. I don't think it's to that standpoint where it's just like, oh, we we can't depend on him at all. Um, so if you're Baltimore, if they let him go, that would be a generationally dumb decision to let yeah. him go because – Lamar Jackson's don't grow on trees. This isn't uh, Mac Jones where you can find somebody like this who can read defenses and make good passes. This guy runs a 4-3-4-4 along with being super shifty, right? Because this quarterback's real fast. Like, Daniel Jones is fast, but he's not making people miss an open field. Like, Lamar Jackson is fast and also can make people miss and can break up a 50, 60 yards. And they're not on the same level at all. No, they're, they're totally yeah. not on the same level. So that's what I'm saying. Like Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, those type of quarterbacks who can be the head of your running game, Josh Allen, who could be the head of your running game, make your offense so much more dynamic. And I know I've said this before, but Lamar Jackson is not only the engine of the car. He is the car. He's the offense. So if you decide to not have him, you're going in a totally different direction. You're rebuilding at that point. Yep. Like you're saying yeah. we have to build a whole different offense around whoever we decide to be the QB, if you're picking up a free agent or if you're drafting somebody, and now you're changing your entire offense, when you have someone in their prime who is this dynamic, like it would just be the dumbest thing in the world to let that happen, and I think they would suffer for years to come if they let him walk. And that's why I think they are going to sign him, and I think that he will stay. But I think that there's a lot of hesitancy, if that's even a word, on – on both sides, probably, but yeah, I, I definitely listen. If I'm if I'm a GM of that team, or if I'm the coach or anything, again, I know this guy is great, but how much am I going to get out of him? And I'm, I'll juxtapose it to baseball for a minute. You guys know I'm a huge New York Met, Met, Met fan. Jacob Degrom is one of the best pitchers in baseball, mm-hmm. but he cannot stay healthy. Yeah. Every year he's out, every single year. So you know what? He's not on our team anymore. He's with the Texas Rangers. And you know what? We're happy with it because we're not going to pay a guy who's not going to play. And that's what I'm worried about with Lamar Jackson. That's my only problem with him. That's it. Um, let's go with another one. Jimmy Garoppolo. Nikki, does he – well, he stays. It would be with the 49ers in a backup role again. But <laughs> yeah. a good team. But different team. Uh, let's stay on this for a minute, guys, because I think, Nikki, this is quite interesting. I don't think you pick up Jimmy Garoppolo – in the sense where you say he's going to put us over the hump and we're going to ha- we're going to be a contender to win a Super Bowl with him. I don't see a team thinking that or doing that, which makes me believe he's a backup quarterback. He's not a starter. I don't know. Am I wrong? Jimmy G? Yeah. Um, no, I think he's better than a backup. I mean, the whole get you to the Super Bowl, uh, you know. Now, oh. granted, like being on the 49ers, he's 
surrounded by a ton of talent, but let's say he goes somewhere like the Jets. They've got a lot of young talent on that team, too. Um, as D said, you could take your pick of the NFC South if you'd like. I mean, I think that, no, I think he's better than a backup. I, I don't think it's fair to call him a backup. Okay, that that's fine for you to say. There's no doubt. Um, some people say, D, um, that he was in the 49ers system, and it was perfect for a guy like him, and he goes somewhere else. He's not going to look like that. You now, can say that for a lot of quarterbacks. No, 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 that's fine. That You can, you can. But I think that it's almost been proven by the fact that Mr. Irrelevant went in there and basically went undefeated with the 49ers. I think that says a lot for Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I mean, to be quite honest with you, that the fact that this kid can come in and do the same exact damn thing that you did. So I don't believe for one second that Jimmy Garoppolo is a starter in the league that's going to get you over the hump, D. And that's where I look. And I'll even run through the teams if you guys want. I mean, Buffalo, no. Miami, no. New England, they're going with Mac Jones, even though it's probably not the best thing. The Jets, okay, I understand that. And they have a good defense, and they have some good young players. But is Jimmy G the guy? All right, you want to say the Jets? Fine. Cincinnati, no. He could start for the Jets for sure. But the Jets Jets aren't going to say, let's go get Jimmy G. If they get Jimmy G, it's because they failed at getting somebody else. That's probably true. And that's kind of my point, because he's not your number one option. I'm looking at other teams around. I'm trying to pick Tennessee. Do they want Jimmy Garoppolo? No. I mean, what is he? He's not, he's not really a step up over Ryan Tannehill. No, he's not. No. But he's a step up over Zach Wilson. Like, it depends what team you're talking I about. Think you're a step up over Zach, oh, Zach Wilson, though, Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> he might like me. He likes older women, right? I mean, you yes, know. he does. He, he does. You so know? if he's on your list, we may, we may be able to make that one he's happen. He's not. He looks like well, but I'll take Joe Burrow. Yeah. What's Barbershop got? Heard some things about a possible trade between Baltimore, Atlanta, and Chicago with a three-team trade involving Lamar going to Atlanta as a Ravens fan. I want Fields in that trade. If you could get Fields, I mean, you lose Lamar, you feel it's like, all right, that's not too bad. See, I had heard some talk about Fields, about them, Chicago, trying to get as much as they can for this kid and, you know, trying to rebuild again because, you know, they feel like they're just wasting Fields away. So that's kind of interesting. In fact, that could happen. That's that's very interesting. Um, the thing is, though, Fields is just as dynamic as Lamar running the ball. He's shown that he's one of those. He's in there. I forgot about him because he wasn't in the playoffs. But Jalen Hurts, Fields, Lamar Jackson, they're probably yeah. in that same crew as far as yes. running quarterbacks. Yes. But he hasn't reached as a passer, though. So why would you give up on Lamar Jackson, sign Fields? You're going to have to pay Fields eventually, too. Like, Fields still has a couple years left on that rookie deal. But you're going to have to pay somebody eventually at quarterback if you have a good quarterback the the goal should be to be one day i have to pay this guy if you haven't got somebody that you have to pay that means you're doing a bad job right so i don't think they should try to avoid paying lamar jackson to get filled and then just have to pay him a year or two from now yeah but lamar is not a great passer either he's way he's way better than Fields, though yeah right now he is but I, yeah. you can see Fields improving because yes. look, who is he throwing to in chicago you know no Who one. is he throwing to in Baltimore, though? No one. That's kind of the, that's <laughs> also the point in Baltimore. Right. No one. Yeah. Right. Get you got to get these both of them some players and give them a yeah. free fair chance. No question. Yeah. All right, but no, that's interesting because I've actually heard rumors about that as well. Um, that that would be whew, that would be something to see them quarterbacks flopping around. Does Baltimore want to go from being in the playoffs to taking a step back to wait for Fields to mature into the passer that Lamar is now. 
Yeah, I, I kind of hear what you're saying. Unless they think that they're just going to go old school and run the ball 80% of the time, you know, with him, Dobbins, Gus Edwards. I mean, God knows. I mean, they'll probably get two quarterbacks to run the ball. Yeah. Why the hell not? I mean, <laughs> shit, it only makes sense. God. They need a new backup over there, too. <laughs> Maybe they do need to, like, rebuild. I don't know. <laughs> they need a shitload of uh, help on offense. Guy going to the freaking Pro Bowl, backup from Baltimore going to the Pro Bowl. Unbelievable. All right, so that was Garoppolo. How about Jameis Winston? D, I'll start yeah. with you. <laughs> Take it away. I, I really don't know because um, <laughs> I, I have no idea what Dennis Allen's going to do. Uh, obviously, he doesn't like Jameis or he doesn't think that Jameis is good for the system, whatever the case may be. So they should let him go. I know he has one year left on his deal, but if there's another team out there that wants to give him an opportunity to start, yeah, I'll give my blessing to him. Like, go and make the best of the opportunity. Since the Saints, I feel like they really they hosed him this this year. Like he should have got a chance once he was back healthy. He should have got a chance to start and prove himself. And he didn't get that chance. So if we're not going to start him and we're going to go in a different direction, let him go and let him get another chance somewhere else. And I can see him being successful somewhere else. I still think Jameis can be a starting quarterback in the league. That not saying he's one that gets you over the hump, but I think that his upside is higher than say a Jimmy G, for example, if he's playing well. Okay, and, it, and that could all very well be true. There's no doubt, and certainly being with the right coach definitely does help. As we saw that he was flourishing, you know, under Sean Payton. Uh, real quick, I, I just want to see how many teams actually need a quarterback going into next season. The Jets are one. Um, I would say the Titans are. Do you want to say the Titans are two that need? Yeah, the Titans. The Titans need somebody. I know Ryan Tannehill is set to come back, but they. I think Ryan Tannehill has ran his course there. Mm-hmm. Where they know, like, we're not going to go only so far with him. Right. So I think you could put them in that same boat. Okay. But also, they're not going to bring in somebody who's only, you know, better than Ryan Tannehill from a winning standpoint. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, only thing that separates him is the fact that he was on a winning team. Correct. Uh, so I, I'll, I can see them sticking to Ryan Tannehill, but if a better opportunity comes up, I can see them taking that as well. But do you also, are you saying, okay, let's get a full offseason with uh, Willis and see if, he can develop into some because obviously he didn't show anything this past year. So you're hoping that he's able to improve in the offseason as well. Yeah. Maybe that's your guy. Well, their, their out is is that they draft him in the third round. They didn't pick him in the first round, so they don't have they, they don't feel like they have to worry so much if he's going to pan out and he's going to work out. So we'll see. So yeah, we'll include them on the list. I think we need to include Indianapolis as well. Uh, I think that's For a good sure. out right there. <laughs> is Houston Texans? You know, D'Amico Ryan's. He's going to be looking to draft maybe Bryce Young. Yeah, like, they're going to they're, they're gonna get one in the draft. So they're not yeah. going to be one of the people that get one in free agency. I don't think. That's basically the whole AFC South, except for Jackson, who's got Trevor Lawrence, obviously. Um, yeah. Vegas, they're going to need a quarterback. That's five because Derek Carr is out. Uh, let me keep going over here real quick. Washington Commanders, I think yeah. they're looking for yeah. a quarterback. That's six. Unless they're going with the rookie that played in the last game. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. he's another one who was drafted late, like what, fourth, fifth round, something like that. Yeah, but he did. He did have an impressive uh, debut. Carolina needs a quarterback. There's seven. I would say the whole, NFC, I said whole NFC South. So usually that all yeah. fourteen. New Orleans. <laughs> I don't know if Atlanta is going to stick with Desmond Ritter, but we got eight right now. Uh, yeah. San, San Fran, Seattle's good. L.A. is good, and Arizona's got caught. So that's eight quarterbacks. There's really eight quarterback vacancies if we really think about it. That's a lot, and that means the players are definitely moving around. So, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a busy offseason. I can see Jameis getting one of those opportunities where a team That's is what like, I'm saying. we're going to take a shot on him. And he, he could. 
he could get an opportunity. That's exactly what I'm saying right there because that's why I put him on the list. Um, he could he could go somewhere else and get an opportunity. Did you put the Rams on the list? No, because they got Stafford. Yeah, but I think that they need to start thinking about it. Well, what did they do with Baker Mayfield? Was this just like just help us finish out the year and then? I think that's exactly out? what it was. Yeah, I, I think so- they took a yeah they took a look at him to see yeah. like okay could this guy be here for next year because I do think there's something about Stafford that we haven't really heard about like Stafford I think is close to done. I yeah. think the injury. He's, he's, yeah, he's suffered a lot. Of, speaking of somebody who suffered a lot of injuries, he suffered yeah. a lot of injuries throughout his career. I know he's not the oldest, but he's also not the youngest. And with the injuries, it kind of adds another year or two, or maybe even three, to what we think his career has been, you know? I think he's got – let's see how this year goes. I give him one to two years, yeah. and then I think he's probably – Who? Who's this? Stafford. Stafford. Oh, Stafford. Yeah, Oh, yeah. I don't think he's going to be around much longer. He got drafted in, what, 2011, I think it was? So he's been in the league, what, 13 years or something like that? He's all banged up, beat up. Uh, yeah, yeah but- I wonder if Baker gets a uh, starting job next year. I mean, we just named eight teams. He yeah. could be on one of them, right? He'll he'll be in the NFL for sure. But I don't. Baker Mayfield, he's he was a bad starting quarterback for two teams. So I don't know if he's yeah. going to get that third opportunity <laughs> this year coming up to get it again. I think he'll be a backup somewhere. And then we got to think Jimmy many- G or Baker Mayfield if you had to have one. Oh, that's tough. I was. I guess I would take Jimmy G. I guess. Yeah. See, I would take Baker because he's got a higher ceiling. I know it sounds stupid, yeah. I mean, but he does have a higher ceiling. I feel like he can do more things. Garoppolo, I feel like he's just a statue back there, and if you're not wide open, he's not going to hit you. It, it, it's sickening to that's, watch. That's him, the man. thing with Baker. If, even if you're wide open, he's going to underthrow you about ten yards. Miss you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Baker just that like, is true. Uh, <laughs> makes like a million mistakes, and yeah, yeah. I would take Jimmy G. So there are some jobs out there to yes. be had, so yes. it'll be interesting. But then we have to think how many rookies are going to get drafted and actually start. Like Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are the two names that I hear that can come out and you know start like right away. But that's only two. So yeah, yeah, there's going to be some movement going on over there. Sure, right, well, it's going to be interesting. It will be. It's always interesting when we get together and talk, guys. And we'll leave it at that. But uh, before that, um, yeah, I just want to give a shout out again to. Uh, Boys at the barbershop, uh, Trey and Maestro for having me on, and Patrick Bernard had me on also a couple of days ago. So shout out to both of their shows. You guys do a great job. I really appreciate it. And yeah, we're definitely going to collab uh, and get together some more, no doubt. So uh, that's me. Check me out at Sports Sports Profit One on Twitter. Uh, listen, download um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You know, our Facebook. Um, get into all that. Just hook us up with them five stars. You know, if you like our show. It'll be nice, a nice little thing you could do for us. And uh, my co-hosts, they deserve it. They do a lot more other work, and Nikki's going to tell you about that right now. <laughs> yeah, you guys can find me on all social media platforms at Nikki Nick nine three eight four. But if you're going to call me a stupid bitch, <laughs> don't just keep it pushing. Like, watch out! Along. Yeah, watch out! Move along. Is coming for you. <laughs> find me Monday nights on Rush Hour. It is just a good time. I never know who's coming on. Sometimes it's literally a couple hours beforehand, which is always fun. Um, Tuesday nights, the Giants guys. We just interviewed Dane Belton, safety Dane Belton. Uh, what day is it? Wednesday. Last night. I don't even know. Um, so he was a great interview. Uh, if you're a Giants fan listening and you want to check that out, head over to the Giants guys Wednesday nights. Of course, third and three podcast. I am off next week, but I will be back for the TSS 
ginormous Super Bowl show. Nine o'clock we start. Um, I actually think Courtney Harding's coming on along with some other Eagles fans. We're going to break down the game and I don't know, they got all types of different games going on, but my responsibility is the NFC and I will do my very best to be professional for all of you. (laughs) I'm sure you do a great job. I have no oh. doubt. That's why you're invited. That's how it works. That's <laughs> All right, D, what about you, my man? Yeah, so you can find me on social media at the real deal WD8. That's the real deal W as in whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in Alpha. I'm always dropping some type of video or maybe a quote from my podcast. You'll always get something that gets the gets the brain working, gets the brain thinking. I always drop something that start provoking. So go ahead and follow me on it could be Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, wherever, and you'll get some good stuff on social media. Uh, my podcast is called The Real Deal with Damian Adams. I just dropped episode on Monday. Uh, I think it's a pretty dope one that you guys will enjoy. I get into some conspiracy theories about if sports are rigged or not and why oh, they are no. rigged or not. Oh, yes, no. I do. Uh-uh. So I think. <laughs> All right, Aaron Foster, relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the script. And you got I, the and script. I was able- you got your script. <laughs> yeah, got the you're script gonna break your to leg week four. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> hilarious yeah that the reactions to it to that video are what makes it like it's hilarious yes. in the different stuff so but yeah you get my theories on that uh i guess it's a you know spoiler alert i don't think sports are rigged but you get my my thoughts on why i don't think <laughs> sports are rigged uh, but always an excellent you know time when you listen to my podcast i'm gonna have fun with it we're gonna play some music so go ahead and check it out and you'll have a good time third and three every wednesday night check us out always bring you something different, right? We're going to bring you something different along with the football talk as well. So always check us out there and there's going to be more to come, you know, it's going to be more to come with, you know, open up more opportunities to do more stuff. So I'm going to try to get like Nikki and Jay and appear on like three podcasts a week. I'm going to try to get there. There you go. You want to be uh, plastered up on people's work cubicle one day? You, you yeah, right. <laughs> maybe, maybe I, one day. I would like to know somebody. if that's how you know you've made it. Like it's, yeah, so, I've never had to sign an autograph picture of myself before, so I'm not on the yeah. yet. I can get there. <laughs> and we don't always do guests on Third and Three podcasts, but if you would like to be a guest, you can DM us at Third and Three podcasts if you like, and uh, we'll check it out and see if we can make it happen as the football season winds down, and we're going to get do some extra fun stuff for you guys. So, yeah. yep, hang in there. You guys know how we do. If you've been with Third okay, and Three, ever boys, wondered about how many different apples there are out there, or yeah. yeah. <laughs> What you know, George Washington used to drink back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Nigel Nikki will be coming back soon, and you'll get to figure out all these different weird things. And me and Jay have the tough time of trying to answer these questions. Yes. But also, I think we should bring back sports trivia too. So I think I'm gonna do some sports trivia for once the Super Bowl is done. Oh, right. Bring that back as well. All right. Oh, you see, when again, it's funny. We love the NFL; it's our bread and butter. But our best shows come after football. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> uh, like in the dead of like May, yeah. June, and yeah. it's like, oh, I don't know what to do. Okay, right. let's do this. <laughs> right. Well, we just keep coming up with ideas for you guys. So we hope you enjoy them and you keep on listening. We're nothing without you. We appreciate it. We love you, and we're out for now. But we're back next week. Nikki will be here in spirit with us as always. I'm not working on my tan, which I clearly and need. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's salute him. Let's get out of here. Peace, everybody. Have a good one. Till next time.